Ahoy! I'm the comic conscious hunter. Hello there, I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. And welcome to A Hero Story episode 79, I remember this time. Uh, Very good job, Hunter. Thank you, thank you. For those of you just joining us on A Hero Story, A Hero Story is a podcast all about Marvel and DC Comics. We usually start off our episodes by going over all the news of the week, ranging from live action to gaming to comics, you name it. We probably talk about it, ranging, of course, from just Marvel and DC. After that, we go over the comics of the week. This week's comics are X-Men number 5. Uh, the Flash number 87, Justice League number 39, which is the finale of the Justice Doom War, Captain America number 18, I believe, and, well, yeah, that's about it. It's a little bit of a slow comic week for us, but we will be going over, big time, Justice League issue 39, which is the finale of the Justice Doom War, as I just said, as well as recapping the entire arc. This was, a, I believe, a 10-issue arc, and saying what we liked, what we didn't like, what we would change, and how we would write it. Um... Before we go into that, though, we are going to do a little quick shout-out. You might notice this episode looks slightly different if you're staring at your mobile, tablet, or computer device while listening. We have a new logo! So, this new logo is designed by, actually, my cousin, who um, is big into graphic design. So, I asked him to do a logo, like, a while ago, and then I reminded him recently, and he was able to crank it out quite quickly. Uh, this is our new logo going in. You might notice in the top left i believe i don't know if this will be a thing or not but hopefully we're gonna have the episode number throughout every episode and whatnot it kind of looks like a comic book it's really well done uh if you want to see more of his art or perhaps yeah if you want to see more of his art <laughs> um you can follow his instagram account it is j s c l underscore art he posts a lot of graphic design stuff there and yeah thank you for making this logo that yeah. being said we'll get right into the news of the week you want to start yeah, so uh, this was a busier news week than I was certainly expecting because uh, Hunter and I usually message before we even start recording like, oh, uh, what did you get for news of the week? We both try to like keep track of it, but one of us always ends up forgetting and you yeah. know, we end up missing stuff here and there. But uh, he, he messages me and he's like, oh, what do you got for news? And I was like, uh, one thing. And he's like, okay, I got like 15. <laughs> so he had a bunch more news. I guess I wasn't paying attention much this week. I guess that's what school's starting and all that. But yeah, so um, starting in the movies section, so Birds of Prey got its first initial reactions, and they're kind of the, I mean, they're, they're very positive reactions. They kind of remind me of like the every DC movie reaction where it's like, oh, it's fun, or oh, it's the best movie since The Dark Knight. Oh, you know, like it's the... And you always get that a lot one. repetitive language, and I get it. It's like a reviewing a movie. But yeah, I got a lot of uh, good reactions. You always which... find that one that's like, DC's finally heading in the yeah, right yeah, direction. DC's finally, yeah, exactly. Which always they've been like saying that. since uh, Wonder Woman, I'd say? Pretty much. I, yeah. I saw a meme on that today with uh, Squidward where he's like, oh, uh, brave today, are we? Where you're changing up what you say. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Wonder Woman came out June 2nd, 2017, I believe. So it's been a few years that DC's apparently been heading in the right direction. Aquaman comes out. Oh, finally, they're heading in the right direction. Shazam. Yeah. Oh, finally. So I guess they're finally doing it once again. So, yeah, but... Regardless, Birds of Prey got very high uh, and good reactions of people saying that it was a really fun movie, that it was really good, that they really liked it, that Margot definitely stole the show. So, uh, I mean, I definitely expected Margot to be stealing the show, considering it's uh, Birds of Prey and the it's pretty much her what, movie. Fabu fabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn. Is that right? Something like that, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I take the reviews with a grain of salt, but I do that with any movie. I'm I'm never been big on believing reviewers i like to make the judgment for myself and i hope you guys do that too even though mm -hmm. you know we'll be reviewing this on the podcast next week but you know i hope it was <laughs> that review but yeah i but, mean uh, it's I'm, always important to like make your own opinion on these things but yeah it's good that it's getting good initial reactions yeah i mean pretty much every movie tends to get good initial yeah. reactions but again don't listen to reviewers reviewers hate batman v superman i think it's fantastic so I kind of disagree with reviewers in some way if they say it's negative and I like it. Even some reviewers say that a movie's incredible. I might be like, eh, not a big fan of Iron Man 3, but you know, we'll, we'll go on. <laughs> so, good reactions. We'll see how it is next week. Until then, we just gotta wait and dread the release. I'm not hyped. Are you hyped? Oh, no. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna see it day one, obviously, for the podcast and all that, but like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. This is probably the least hype I've been for a DC movie ever i'm excited for wonder woman in june so 
Yeah, to I'm, that, I'm but... not even that excited for that one either. I don't know. I'm. I, this is kind of like an off year. For, I was saying this in uh, the group chat the other day. Like this is kind of an off year for me for comic books because the big four from DC and Marvel, which is Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman eighty four, and Black Widow and the Eternals, both like all four. I'm just not like, eh, I'm not really feeling the hype. So yeah, me too. Next year will be incredible though. I mean, Batman, we got the Batman, we got Suicide Squad, Black Adam. So it's going to be good next year, but this year I'm just like, mm. yeah. <laughs> um, going back to the MCU side for a little bit of TV news, uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier is currently filming. It was set to release fall of this year. It has now been pushed forward to August of this year, or I guess, yeah, pushed forward. So it's coming earlier than expected. I guess filming's going better than expected. They're going fast, so... I believe they're doing the same thing as The Mandalorian, releasing one episode a week. So even if episode one comes out, they could still be working on the last episode. So I don't remember how many episodes it's going to be. I'm going to say eight. Yeah, but... I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Disney would love to get these episodes out as soon as possible because I saw some article the other day where after Mandalorian finished, so many people canceled their Disney Plus because like there's <laughs> you know they have a lot of old content, but as for new content, it's like Mandalorian, uh, I think High School Musical, the series, and Maybe a few other things here and there, but uh, they're now, releasing new movies, the like yes. movies that came out recently. Lion King's on there now, and that came out this summer. Yeah, so. Aladdin's on there, yeah. which came out not too long ago. But, but I mean, if you're just looking for originals, there's not a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, that's fair. Um, with the other TV shows being Loki and WandaVision, they were both they have both already been renewed for a second season. Um, First seasons aren't out yet. We don't even have any tease like trailers or anything. But I guess Marvel is really confident that they'll do well and they're getting second seasons. Now these are the two shows that I thought would be like one-offs. Like it starts, that's really good, and then the finale would be like an end, no cliffhanger or anything. Because I'm pretty sure one of Vision's based off of Tom King's Vision run. I don't know how you could tease an ending to that. And yeah, well, well what I was thinking is, isn't WandaVision supposed to go like build right into Doctor Strange. Strange. So I was thinking, I was thinking it was going to be one season and then build to the movie, and that was it. So yeah, that's, that's what I thought that was too. Surprising to see a second season. Yeah, because uh, uh, Scarlet Witch is going to be in Doctor Strange. So I don't know. Oh well, <laughs> I mean, we don't we yeah. don't really know much about this yet. Same with Loki. Loki is a little confusing this week because what we know prior to this week was Loki will be about Loki as a child or a teenager growing up in Asgard and being like uh, a frost giant but not being accepted by everyone being the god of tricksters and being hated it was him growing up and it was going to be narrated by Tom Hiddleston but Tom Hiddleston posted on his Instagram this week fight choreography and he's doing it so I guess we're getting adult Loki even though I believe Kid Loki is cast. I can't remember if he's casted or not, but I know it's going to be about him as a kid. But mm-hmm. I guess we're getting scenes of him acting. So is this like just recent flashbacks? So like just before maybe the first Thor movie? Or are we getting like 2012 Loki escaping with a Tesseract? We don't not know. What do you think? Yeah. I'm thinking it's the adventures of Loki with a Tesseract. But yeah, I don't know. I would prefer that, I think. Yeah, I think there's a lot more that you could do with that. Mm-hmm. If we did like a young Thor, I would prefer that over young Loki, just because I like Jason Aaron's Thor run and it's about him before he got the hammer. But uh-huh. you know, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Going over with Marvel Studio news, uh, Emily Blunt has recently met with Marvel Studios. Apparently, this is the third time she's met with them to talk about a character. She was going to be in Iron Man three, but. She, I think she denied the role, unsure why she wasn't in it. She was also going to be she, Black Widow. Yeah, I was about to say, that wasn't she also offered Black Widow? Mm-hmm. But I guess she denied the role or didn't get it. But she met with them again. Uh, the big, this is a rumor, so take it with a grain of salt. The biggest rumor towards this is she meant to be in Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness. But Doctor Strange is getting so much like casting rumors, so it's unsure. Um... I want her as the Invisible Woman, and I don't see why the Invisible Woman we would like make their first appearance in a Doctor Strange sequel. But you know, maybe oh, unless she's just playing someone else, or she maybe she denied the role again. But yeah, she apparently Marvel still really wants this actress to be in the MCU. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I think the best cast for her would be Invisible Invisible Woman, but for mm-hmm. some reason I don't know. Like everyone says, John Krasinski and. Uh, 
and her for the you know fantastic couple. I just I don't see it actually happening. I mean, they would be, be okay. great. <laughs> I just don't see it actually happening. So I know they both denied Marvel roles before. I I think they're a little bit more focused on you know filmmaking and stuff that they're doing, Quiet Place Two and all that. So. Mm-hmm. It's not often that a person that everyone wants casted as a certain character actually gets that casting. Yeah. Like, off the top of my head, I could think Doctor Strange, a lot of people did want Benedict Cumberbatch, and he got that role. But oh, I didn't I, I didn't remember that. Uh, yeah, there was I, a lot of fan casting. I don't remember the online campaigns for that. I, I, the ones I remember, like, Joe Maginello as Deathstroke was, like, everyone wanted, and that happened, even though it was mm-hmm. only for one scene. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any other one. I really can't think of another one that is like, oh, everyone's talking about it, and then it happened. Like, I know Boss Logic has inspired some, like, The Rock, but that's already been in the works for years, so... Since 2007. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Zachary Levi as Shazam, not a lot of people thought of him, because he he was skinny at the time. A lot of people... I remember a lot of people were campaigning for John Cena for Yeah, I forgot about that. That like that long ago now. (laughs) I really forgot about that. Um, The guy, I forget his name... He is playing. Oh wow, I forgot the hero name too. He's gonna be in Black Widow. Beard, Stranger Things. Oh, uh, a Red lot Guardian. Of, yeah, a lot of people wanted him as the thing, and then there was huge rumors that he talked to. He was in talks to play an MCU hero. It's like always oh, gonna be the thing, and he's not the thing. But yeah, he's still. Although he also kind of like encouraged that. Yeah. Like, he, like, like they'd be like, "Are you the thing?" And he would like make like some remark that would leave people in the dark, but like kind of inspire hope so we're like yeah is he? he's like well i'm, I'm friends with uh, kevin so you know yeah exactly. so, <laughs> and then there's huge rivers that he's gonna be in a marvel movie and then black widow it's like why would the thing be in black widow but so rumored castings do happen and they do get confirmed like i mean blunt in this case being doctor strange she could be in doctor strange but maybe not as the character that we're expecting her to be which is yeah invisible woman still john is mr fantastic It'd be pretty good, especially if he signs like a ten deal, ten year contract, and then he starts to get older in the role, get the gray hair. Mm, I, want I know that. you. I know you want that big beard. <laughs> I, I do. I really... <laughs> uh, Reed Richards with the beard is best. Reed Richards. Um, last bit of live action news goes to DC side. Zack Snyder's back again, like he is every week. <laughs> um, he always says Snyder Cut is coming soon, and this time he has a date. Uh, he said February fourteenth, so Valentine's Day. Uh, big news is going to drop that will revolve the Snyder Cut. Uh, we don't know what that news is. Perhaps it's an announcement for it happening, maybe on HBO Max, or maybe it's just him showing another photo. <laughs> so, I don't know. We don't know for sure. There is a... There, he is doing a fan competition to see who can make the best like fan-made poster for the Snyder Cut. And a lot of people are submitting great art, but maybe this is just the day they're showing the winner. We don't know yet. So... The 14th, we'll have to wait and see what happens then. That's it for movie. Uh, well, I guess we have one more live action news. Smallville. Smallville Twitter account is posting again. You want to take this away? Yeah, so uh, the Smallville Twitter account has been on Twitter since like 2009. Uh, the show ended somewhere around like 2012, maybe, or 2013. Uh, and it, when the show was on, it actually posted about the show. So it would be like, oh, new episode tonight. Oh, the finale's on tonight, all that. And then the account went silent for like, you know, five, six years. And Which then all of a sudden, yeah. And then all of a sudden it posted again when Tom and Erica were going to appear in crisis and it had like an official post about it. Now the account is not verified, never has been verified. And, but it's CW underscore Smallville and all the other CW accounts, at least to my knowledge are CW underscore and then insert show name. So CW underscore flash and all that. So, uh, randomly after not posting for years, then posting the Tom and Erica thing, they posted a Superman logo, which is like the Smallville Superman logo. So everyone was like, uh, what? And there's yeah, no caption. Like, th- there's been major rumors for a while now that Rosenbaum and Welling are both interested in doing either an animated movie or something Smallville related. Um, uh, but nothing has come of it, but then that's it. My logo came. So we're all like, Oh, is this something, you know, Rosenbaum has animated acting experience. He voiced, uh, Wally West on the just league show. So we're like, okay, this could really be happening. Maybe. And maybe, now maybe. they're just posting clips of Clark from the account is posting clips of Clark from Smallville, basically like undermining the crisis scene. So it's like clips of him saying that he'd be a hero forever, or clips of him saying that he would never give up and stuff like that. Great scenes in Smallville, but now it makes it seem like it's just a fan account, not an official account. So, fan account that's like 
bit salty over Crisis on Infinite Earths. It, it, yeah, it, it seems to have been an official account at one point, but it's not verified. I don't know what happened, how maybe this person got control of the account. We'll have to, you know, stay tuned on that one. But mm-hmm. now it just looks like a fan account to me. So, I mean, we'll, we'll I'd love see. for something to get announced, but I just have my tie doubts that something will. Yeah, I... I kind of and too. In, in every interview that Tom Welling does, he always talks about how like Crisis was his perfect ending for the character, even if it's not you know exactly what fans agreed with, because that's how he always saw his Superman going out. So, well, Welling's not like the biggest about like being in the role. Like even when he talks about Superman, I don't, I don't know. He just seems to like not have the best understanding of the character. I think he's got the look and he plays the character greatly. I just don't think him as a person has like the best understanding of who Superman is so he probably doesn't read in many comics then I, I wouldn't imagine so not like Kangaroo Cowbell so yeah. oh Henry miss him but yeah so <laughs> I'm, I'm doubting anything coming from the CW Smallville but we'll have to stay tuned yeah um that's it for live action news uh we do have a kind of gaming rumors this is to do with Spider-Man PS4 2 which is coming uh it's rumored so I don't I can't remember where these rumors came from. I forgot to write that down. But it is heavily rumored to come be coming out holidays twenty twenty one. Makes sense. Uh, it will have the same map as the original, but they're going to be adding Brooklyn and Queens to the map. So I mean, taking Spider Man out of New York wouldn't make sense. So unless you're far from home, which we're not doing here. So <laughs> it, it makes sense that the map will be pretty much the same. I'm, I'm fine with that. And they're adding Queen and Brooklyn. Will be fun. Um, as far as I know, Queens was in Spider-Man 2 for PS2 and GameCube. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, some smaller buildings. Um, uh, Carnage, Venom, Green Goblin, and Eddie Brock are four characters that will be added to this game. That's right, Venom and Eddie Brock were separate for this report. So either we'll get like the Venom just attaching itself to random people, or it's just the symbiote just running around. But Eddie Brock apparently is going to be in it, and I could see him being Venom maybe halfway through or at the end, or they could pull like a, like they said, Doctor Oc- uh, Octavius will be in Spider-Man PS4, but they didn't say Doc Ock. But eventually, as we all know, he becomes Doctor Octopus throughout the game. Yeah. So maybe this is the same thing. Eddie Brock is Eddie Brock at the beginning, but he starts to become Venom later on. It seems like since Carnage is in it, we're going to have Venom as the main villain, which I kind of uh- expect a Green Goblin to be the main villain. But he uh-huh. was just the side character, or the the first main villain, like Mister Negative was in Spider Man PS4. So uh-huh. we'll just have to wait and see. Um, Miles Morales will be playable, and he'll have his own sections, just like the first game, where you could do like the stealth missions with him. Except he's gonna have his powers, of course. So it's gonna be a little bit different. Uh, but he, it's not like you could just swap out any time, like we expected. He will have his own sections of the game. Peter will have his own sections of the game. So yeah. Yeah, those are just rumors so far. Uh, I'm super hyped for this. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I love the first game a lot. Uh, Same. I mean, that was one of our. That was one of my favorite podcasts that we actually recorded talking about that uh, right after I finished. Yeah. I was on like a five day craze where I finished the game so quickly, but yeah, we uh, started reviewing. And just like we're gonna review half the game, and JD's just like, wait, but I finished it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, I, oh, I spent damn. that game, but no, like... I really enjoyed it. So um, yeah, I'm very excited for the second one. I'm not looking forward to having to buy a PS5 just for the game, but I'll do it. It should be good nonetheless. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll still do it. So. It'll be worth. It's for I bought a PS4 specifically for Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I still play it here and there. I play the other games, God of War and whatnot. So, I'll well, get PS5 I've always I've been on PlayStation for a while now, so I, I was already on PlayStation. But I'm just thinking, like, this one's going to be next-gen, because if it's 2021, that's, you know, it's PS5 gen, will already be out by then. So, mm-hmm. But, worth yeah, it. nonetheless, I'm excited and I can't wait. Hopefully, there's no uh, Mary Jane missions of just sneaking around. <laughs> yeah, Mary Jane will likely return, of course, but... Maybe we don't get a yeah. play as her. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, now moving on to comic news. Dan, did you announce the DC's rethinking collected editions? Explain yeah. yourself, because I didn't hear this. You just sent me this. This is yeah, the one news this, that JD had. I, yeah, this is the only news piece of news I had. So uh, essentially, uh, Didio did an interview where he said that uh, the sales this past year on collected editions slash trades were way down. So they're rethinking what they're going to do. Uh, ultimately, they said they'd like to get away from having the numbers on the side of the binding. So, you know, like when you buy a trade, it's like Batman by Scott Snyder, book five, you know? 
Yeah. Uh, they want to get away from having that on the binding because they find that sales at the first volume sales. So uh, English, the first volume sells very well. And then after that, every other volume sells less and less and less. So they like to have it where it'll just say Batman by Scott Snyder and say the number could be on the back, like how they have it in the Marvel Epic collections. Or now just say I, like the story. Court of yeah. Owls, City of Owls, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I thought on a recent DC trade on Flash Force Quest, they didn't have the number on the side because I own that trade. They didn't have the number on the side, the number's on the back. So I think they are getting away from that, but perhaps he's talking about other things like how uh, the Flash by Mark Wade books all have numbers on the sides. But okay. um, I, the, the, the way the article is written, I mean, he didn't say like we're canceling this, this, and that, but it made it sound like there's going to be some cancellations happening on things that are already set up for pre-order. So... Uh, uh, one that I think is definitely going to get the axe is The Flash by Mike Barron. I was shocked it even got announced. I didn't see that one selling well, just because it's not a very popular run. Um, but it's supposed to come out in May. It was supposed to come out in March, but it got delayed to May. And usually when a trade gets delayed like that, that's the first sign of death. So I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just waiting on that email from Amazon that, uh, hey, this book has been canceled. canceled. No, but that's I'm really hoping like- they don't cancel the Young Justice trades or... Uh, Flash by Mark Wade book seven because I could see those coming out because they're more popular. Yeah, and but that being said, they're older series, so they they have a higher chance of being canceled nowadays. Like back then, having a trade was more unique. Nowadays, every comic has a trade. Well, well, and this is something that Didio also talked about how. You know, we're making a trade every six issues, and you know, if it's not selling well, I, I I've always had the view of that. I, I I like the idea of the collected editions right after six issues. A lot of the time is just such a thin book. I just wonder how worth it it is. Yeah, you like, that, and especially when an arc isn't six issues. So when an arc's eight issues, you know, you're not getting a full story. Like Justice Do More, collecting that in a regular trade would be, you know, probably six issues, but you won't get the full story. So you might do a part uh, one, part two, like Dark Side War. Yeah. Yeah, so that's something that Didio talked about. So I, I think they're going to reevaluate what they want to do. But yeah, I wonder if they'll get away from printing a trade of every series, like for the less popular series, like, uh, I don't know, Freedom Fighters, right? By Robert mm-hmm. Venditti. How many people are like, oh, I need to get the Freedom Fighters trade, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not and as that's, popular. I, that's no sell as well. series. I actually haven't read the series. It's just one that popped up in the top of my head of that's like a less known series. Yeah, exactly. But also, maybe do more than six issues per thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, granted, most of them do just six issues. I, I just, I thought I had, I thought more of them did more issues. I just pulled out, I had just on my desk here, Thor God of Thunder, Volume 4, and I, the first page says it collects issues 19 to 24, so. I yeah, yeah, no, most, head, but... most modern trades are six issues. Like, I got the Immortal Hulk trades, they're all six issues a piece, so they're mm-hmm. very, like, thin books, but... Yeah, but I mean, it's not often they do bigger ones. Even Dark Side War, which is ten issues, they cut that in half and did part one, part two. Doomsday Clock yeah. has a part one, part two. A part like all of it together will be coming out, but until then, we're gonna we part one's already out. I think part two's coming out soon. Uh, yeah, but I'm not getting those. I'm gonna get the full thing. Yeah, I'm wait. I'm waiting for the full. Even though the halves look nice and they're giving you a slipcase with it, which is pretty cool. But I'm I'm waiting for the full thing. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, I mean, we have the issues. It's just nice to have yeah. them all in trade. Yeah, exactly. But but yeah, so this is the that's that's the comic news of the week. I well, there's a bit oh, more. No, I'm sorry, it's not the comic news. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a few more. <laughs> just going back with trades, you buy more trades than I do, right? Yeah. Have you bought much DC trades in 2019? Uh, like older trades, you're saying? Just trades in general. Yeah, I buy a lot. I buy a ton of trades. Like I uh, recently started collecting. Um, all of Nightfall in trade. So I got the first, uh, I believe, five Nightfall books. I got, you know, my, I got all the Flash Wade books that came out this year and the Jeff Johns ones that came out this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I, got, I got trades all over. So yeah, I'm a big trade buyer. Yeah. And then for me, I bought I think just one DC trade that year and it was Red Hunt and the Outlaws, which was for you, <laughs> which I said yeah. to you. Until <laughs> then, though, I buy a lot of Marvel trades, but I think that's because I've been reading DC forever. And I yeah. got into Marvel like just three years ago, so I've been trying to catch up on Marvel. So I'm collecting all the Daredevil trades right now, and I want to get into all the X Men trades, and uh, I'm collecting all the Jason Aaron Thor trades. So 
uh, I'm getting more Marvel trades just because I want to read these stories that I missed out on when I was busy reading Scott Batman for the hundredth time. So yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, so- something that like comes to mind is like, I don't think they advertise the trades very well. No, so they like don't you'll at all. occasionally get like a. Uh, like when the Bendis Superman books were coming out, like in trade, I felt like that got a lot of social media attention. I remember I got some Instagram ads about it. It got they posted on comics. the DC Instagram, and it was in yeah, it was in the comics themselves. But when let's say Kyle Rayner Green Lantern book two comes out, that gets zero advertisement at all. It's just you have to ha- you have to happen to you know stumble upon it on Amazon in the suggested search. So mm-hmm. I-, I think that if they want to boost their trade sales, I think they could do a way better job of advertising. And what I would do is like, you have a DC account for the comics. You have a DC account for the movies. You have a DC account for DC universe. You have a DC account for collectibles. Why not have a DC collected edition or DC trades exclusive account where you're just posting all the trades that are coming out. So it's like, Oh, you like John Burns, man of steel. Boom. It's coming to trade in March. You like Gail Simone's birds of prey. Boom, coming to trade in January. That way people could actually know, like, oh, I, I like that run. I'm going to buy it because it's in trade. We're here. It's I, I just think they do yeah. a terrible job of advertising. And, like, I, I get the, you know, paid posts on social media. I feel like you have such a big, you, know, you have 10 million followers on the DC Instagram. Whatever amount are interested in trades out of that 10 million, if you could direct them to an account that will post all of them, you don't have to flood the DC Instagram with the trades. And then you could have a whole niche of people who love the DC trades and it's free to post on social media. So yeah, they didn't even expand their marketing team. Yeah. You see, it did marketing for two years. They they might have to hire, they might have to hire the hero story gang just to, uh, exactly. Keep them them afloat. (laughs) Yeah. The gang of two. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we would post about the trades and we're fan accounts and we post about things coming out more than DC does. 100%. 100%. I felt like I did the most advertising for the Young Justice trades than DC has. <laughs> Every yeah. time like, I see like an announcement about it or something that's collecting, I'll post it. When I post about the – like if I post panels from Young Justice, I'm like, hey, you want to read this? You can find it in trade. I just feel like there's a better way to go across this than just like, oh, you know, we're going to rethink our uh, collected editions. There's yeah. just a few more things you could do. And it's costless, I mean, really, to run social media. We Maybe one read, person to run yeah, it. Yeah, but... exactly. We read single issues. Because we want to read them as soon as they're out. But stories that we miss, which everyone misses, no one reads every comic ever. We want to get in trade. It's easier, it's cheaper, it's good because it's all in one package. So yeah. it's way better. It's better convenience. I got into comics through trade. I'm pretty sure everyone got gets into comics through trades. Yeah. Like my first DC trade, I think, that really got me into DC was Justice League Origin. And then yeah. that's in 2000. It was right when it came out in like 2011. I got into that. And then from there, I went back and I backtracked. I read a ton of comics from the early 2000s and 90s and just caught up and everything. And that a trade got me into comics that a homeless man gave me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quick sidetrack. I got into <laughs> comics from a homeless guy. I was, oh. um, yeah, I was with my family back in 2011. So about nine years ago. We went out for dinner in our, in the city, and I live in Edmonton, so in Canada. And we were on our way back, and it was in the summer, so we were we were kind of just walking around the city, just exploring this new area. And there's some guy by a library who was homeless, and he was just like, "Hey, can you spare some change?" So we like gave him a little bit. He's like, "Hey, I could give you like some comic books if you give me more." And like, I, I just need to catch like the bus here, and and I need money for the bus or like a taxi or something, and. I was just like younger at the time, math. <laughs> I, I was a, I was about twelve, like twelve maybe. Yeah, yeah, I was about twelve at the time. So I, like, I don't have no job, but my dad did, and he said, "Okay, well, what my son reads like Sonic comics and Mega Man comics. Do you have any of that?" He's like, "No, I have DC and Marvel." And he like picked out, he took out from his bag like a ton of trades. He's like, "Yeah, I collect trades, but like." I, I only read these once, and I don't think I'd read them again because I know the story. So if you want, I could give it to that, but you have to give me like 10 bucks or something. So my dad's like, mm-hmm. okay, and he let me pick out two. And one of them was Justice League Origin, and the other one was Batman City of Owls. So I picked them both up. I picked them out, and my dad gave him 20 bucks, and the homeless guy was like, oh, thank you so much. You're going to love these comics, kid. I'm like, thanks, hobo. And then I went home and I read them <laughs> and I was like, damn, this is super good. And Justice League Origin was like, wow, this is so easy to read. So I looked it up and it's like, oh, it's a reboot and this is for new readers. So I went off from there. And that's the story why how a hobo 
got me into comics. I, I like that we've known each other like what three, three and a half years now. I've never once heard this story. I've heard yeah. the I read comics in the hospital. I've read I read the Sonic comics. I've heard those stories. I've never heard this one. This is that's how I got into absolutely crazy. Well, like that's not how I got into comics because I I read like a ton of Sonic comics. And a ton of Mega Man comics and all that. And I read a little bit of Spider-Man too, like single issues. My first ever uh, comic ever is Spider-Man, Dr. Octopus, Year One. And so I, I read those. But this was what really like kicked me off into like getting super into superhero comics. <laughs> but yeah, I, like I, I spent a lot of time as a teenager in a hospital. And from there, I, I read like Batman by Scott Snyder and Justice League by Jeff Johns. But I got into these from Hobo. So yeah crazy I've, I've never heard that story that's insane well yeah now you know <laughs> that's all yeah, i got so, uh, yeah. aside from the whole sidetrack that's how uh you know we think we think there's a better way to do dc trades instead of yeah <laughs> outright canceling a lot of them so yeah, yeah i mean he i, gave I me hope a trade, dc so. does better yeah <laughs> but yeah going back to the marketing thing uh another news of the week is young john kent will be returning like 10 year old john in a super sun style fashion by george Jimenez for Robin number 80, which is coming out in March, I believe. Is it March or April? Uh, it's the Robin yeah, I 80th. April. Yeah, Robin 80th anniversary. It's going to be a ton of little Robin mini stories. One of them uh, with art by George Gibnes, who is the artist on Super Sons. He did Justice League. He's currently on Batman. He is bringing a young John Kent back with Damian Wayne to do his final Super Sons story. And for those who don't know, John Kent, being the son of Superman, was aged up by Brian Michael Bendis to be about 17 or so. It's kind of weird seeing him with Damien now, but they were the perfect duo back when John was a kid. So we're getting one last story with this. We know this because of George Jimenez's Instagram. DC didn't announce this or anything, so if DC had a better marketing team, maybe they could be like, hey, young John Kent's returning soon. Yeah, and I think that would be a big selling point for Robin, uh, the 80th anniversary edition. And Pete Tomasi is also going to be writing that. I don't know if you saw that confirmed. Oh, no, I didn't. I'm glad, though. He was the writer. Yeah, I I think he either tweeted about it or posted something. He posted somewhere that he was going to be writing that. So, yeah, Yeah. it should be good to get one last Super Sun story. Hopefully it's better than Adventures at the Super Suns. Yeah. (laughs) I still own all those issues, and I haven't read the last two. Yeah, they're just very uninteresting. But, Yeah. uh, Um, But, yeah. Last bit of comic news is the next Crisis event coming this summer. Uh, we got a teaser image. It is very metal. It's Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder doing it. So the same team as Batman New 52, as well as uh, DC Metal, Dark Knight's Metal, which was the event from last year, uh, or I guess 2018. Um, yeah, it shows Wonder Woman. She has like a skull on her knee, uh, crazy hair, and she has what Scott Snyder has called the chainsaw of truth. So... Very so metal. metal. So it, it's basically metal. a chainsaw that kind of glows black, but uh, the little string that you like rev up a chainsaw is the lasso of truth. So, I mean, that's kind of a cool idea with the lasso of truth being connected, but come on. <laughs> it's very yeah. Dark Knight's metal, which is it, very ridiculous. But uh, Like I said, there were rumors, and I remember in the Comic Storian uh, interview with Scott Snyder, he, I, it felt like he was teasing metal too. So... I mean, we don't I, know I just, what this is called yet, but... I feel like Dark Knight's Metal 2 is happening. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be called Dark Knight's Metal 2, but I guarantee the Batman All Laughs will be in it. <laughs> so, yeah, well, unfortunately. That's happening. But this is apparent, This is the crisis that's supposed to launch like a huge universe-changing thing at the end. So Dark Knight's Metal, like, by the end of it, not much changed, to be honest. Like, when you think about it, there no, wasn't a big really. ending, but this one's apparently going to... Like because it essentially, it essentially set up No Justice, right? Yeah. But No Justice just set up the next Justice League comics. But this is apparently going to send like a shockwave throughout the DC universe that will affect every comic. So, yeah. New timeline for the 100th time. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the news of the week. Yeah. We made it. That's the news of the week and the story time of the week. Last week's yeah. Captain Marvel story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last week was my library story. Well, this and week was now, my uh, hobo story. Yeah, now it's the hobo. I wonder what next week's story is going to be. No, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, now let's get on to the comics. Uh, pick of the week and cover of the week. What do you got? My pick of the week is probably X-Men number five. I liked it a lot this week. Uh, it, not much happened, to be honest. But it was just a really good read. Like, I really enjoyed it, and I got through it fast. It's like, oh, man, I want more. So, but my cover of the week is probably Justice League. I mean, 
it's not incredible, but it's just like the Hall of Justice in space and the Justice League kind of floating around unconscious. It, it it's good art. So yeah, what about you? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't like either issue this week. I only read two. I didn't read X Men because I didn't know it came out. Uh, so I have to go back for it. But um, I honestly didn't care for the way either one was written. I really? was the cover of the week is Justice League. Just because I thought that was a really cool cover. I think it's Tyler Kirkham. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, that was a cool cover. But yeah, I didn't care for either issue to be honest. Okay. So, so. pick of the week if you had to choose. <laughs> I guess Flash, but I don't know. I really didn't like it. So. Okay, we'll see why. After I quickly say that X-Men was good. Um, yeah. X-Men, yeah. it was really nice. Uh, a big focus yeah, on it was Wolverine and X-23. I won't go too much into it because, to be honest, not much happened. It was basically like the other X-Men stories have been. Professor X has a mission. It assigns a, a group of mutants to go do it, and they go try to do it. Uh, it was this oh. girl from before who was in the fields. She, she had white hair. I don't know if we've heard her name yet. And, like complete blackness of skin like like a like space like skin which uh-huh. is like a black hole um she wolverine's been tracking her by like sniffing <laughs> but uh he basically finds that she's hiding in this vault this x vault and inside this vault is like it's kind of like a computer in a way like you hook yourself up to it and you could control everyone in a way mm-hmm. So not much is said about it yet, but they basically they need to get in, but they can't destroy it because it could destroy Kokoa. So they can't. Wolverine suggests like cutting through the vault, but they're like, no, that can mess with the cables inside. We can't do that. We gotta find another way in. So I believe just off the top of my head here, I'm trying to remember how they get in. I'm flipping through, but eventually some of them get through. I think it's by Katie Pride just like walking in, and inside they notice that uh, the woman that went inside is gone. And that she's been messing with this computer vault. And they're just like, oh crap, we gotta get ready for this. So Storm outside, she's kind of able to stabilize it by using lightning powers, because comics. And then it ends with um, uh, Scott and Professor X are talking about how long they've been in there. And Professor X is just like, well, judging by the time of the vault, it works differently. Three months, five days, and some change. And then uh, Scott kind of like hesitates and stares is like, so really, how long? And Professor X kind of goes, best guess, 537 years. And then Scott's like, and some change? And Professor X says, yes. And then that's kind of how the issue ends. It also ends with a memoriam of Gary Allen Gullion, who passed away in December. He was an artist for Marvel. Who, oh. He was really big on, uh, he did, if you don't know, I don't know if he inked. Or if he did the art of this, because I know he inks as well, but he did the uh, first few arcs of Captain America, which the, uh, the latest arc, if you remember. Yeah. Yeah, he passed away in December. I didn't know that until this issue. In peace. Yeah. But yeah, that's the issue. I like not much happened, but it's very interesting. So I gave uh, it like a solid nine, maybe eight point five. Okay. Yeah. No one yeah. over Flash. Yeah. So Flash number eighty-seven. So. Uh, love the art on this one. Christian Deuce and, and uh, Guerrero on colors. Great combo. I think they both do great work. Uh, just the scene on the second and third page with uh, Barry and Captain Cold being sitting across from each other, I thought it was very well drawn. I, I love the way Deuce draws the uh, torn suit. I think it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Literally, my only complaint about Deuce, if I wish he would change, is the ear wings, just because they're kind of like flat. I wish they were a bit more of a lightning bolt. But other than that, I love the art and I love the colors. So. That's fair. So Barry and Lenny are on their way. Captain Cold and the Flash are both on their way to Arkham. So this issue, I, I don't know if it was just me. I felt like it jumped around so much. Oh, it did. It did. Like it, <laughs> it, 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 it got through five different plot points in the course of like four pages just so it could set up Paradox at the end. Mm-hmm. So, right. So they're on their way to Arkham, right? That makes sense. They're, they're talking a lot in like the truck on the way to Arkham. And some, by the way, some of the dialogue is a little cringy, like... uh uh, Barry keeps calling Captain Cold. Uh, uh, what does he call him? Uh, prisoner or no? Um, murderer. Murderer. And uh, criminal, Lenny keeps calling him. Yeah, cr- criminal. And then Lenny keeps calling him nerd. <laughs> it, it was like it comes off really weird at times. I'm trying to find the one where it was like like I really like cringed reading it. Practically like, See around nerd. nerd. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah yeah exactly yeah. Uh, I did I'll find like- you, criminal. Looking forward to it, nerd. But so they they get to Arkham, right? 
he sees Pied Piper, who's like, oh, I'm going to help fix you. Meanwhile, I thought Kid Flash and Avery were in a different place with Iris. They were. But then all of a sudden, they're here? Like, I, I was so confused what happened. I was really confused. I'm like, is that a mistake? Because uh, about four pages in, they're in Central City and Star Labs. And they're hooked up to oh. these machines to save them because their speed force is going crazy. And then a few pages later, they're in Ark. Come. All right, so I, I just found it. You see the face with two, uh, the page with two face. Yep. If you look in the helicopter, Avery and Wallace are in the helicopter with Pied Piper. That makes that makes more sense now. I totally missed that. Oh, I missed that too. Because I was like, how the hell are they randomly in Arkham all of a sudden? But why are they? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I see that too, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess. That's but but there were some other things where I felt like they were really just jumping around, like. Speed Force is out of balance. All of a sudden, Speed Force is in balance because Pied Piper like hits a button. Like it felt like it got resolved he, very he's quickly. He's able to not... vibrate them to get on because it says the, the Speed Force is like in another dimension in a way. Yeah, and it's still latched on, so it's kind of glitchy. But he's able to vibrate uh, Barry's body at a frequency to make it like stable. The thing yeah. is, though, it wraps up like. It's so fast. Yeah. So I mean, in, in the course of five pages, literally, it's got to Arkham. Pied Piper fixed me, Avery and Wallace. Everyone's breaking out of Arkham. Everyone's breaking out of Arkham. All of a sudden, Golden Glider's there for no reason. So, like, Golden Glider just helped Flash in the last issue. Like, oh, uh, you know, I want to take down Lenny. He's lost himself. And then all of a sudden, she's back here. Literally, the next issue, like, well, he's still family. I gotta keep. I gotta break him out. Like what? Here goes. It was like such a, like a like a whiplash, broken neck of a like what? Last issue, she's just like my brother's. Like he's going, he's going crazy. He's killing people. That's not what I signed up for. And now she's like, eh, forgive him. <laughs> yeah. And then they they escape. And then like that whole five page thing. Now now we're in Barry and Iris's house. So right. So that that escalated also quickly. Now we're in Barry and Iris's house. And then all of a sudden. Uh, old man flash shows up which looked really cool by the way but great page old man flash shows up time travels warn- in yeah yeah he time travels in and then he warns barry that uh when you when you beat the turtle everything changed and now the loop is out of loop essentially and uh he's like we we're wrong we shouldn't have broken the loop we created a paradox paradox remember that name and uh he starts to like disintegrate like how flashes die and uh, he's like, you got to speak to Commander Cold. And Barry's like, uh, Commander Cold's dead. And then uh, old man Barry says, then it's too late, Barry, as he disintegrates down to like a skull. He says, Paradox is coming for us and our legacy. There's only one thing left to do. Run. Yes. Which is kind of like a cheesy flash thing. Like it's always like, oh, you can only do one thing now. Run. But uh, yeah, so old I man this flash, was a great Paradox idea. is coming. Paradox is the villain, uh, the big villain that Godspeed's working for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Barry's got to find a way to talk to Commander Cold. I wonder if we're going to get some sort of time travel. I really liked these this ending, at least. I the ending like the was issue. great. I just thought the rest of the issue was like so off, like it was okay, so yeah. rushed. Going back to Barry being cured, it's just like you you spend all these issues of him being like, oh, I can't control myself, and then it's cured in a panel. Like like literally last issue he's like take me to prison I'm too dangerous to be kept away and I thought that was a stupid plot point first of all but like it's literally just like all right you're done you're good you're fixed yeah. <laughs> what it's just I don't know we've seen sad Barry so often in this run so as soon yeah. as he's like take me away to prison I'm too dangerous like hey I've seen this one before yeah but, exactly exactly and, like you get the so he Pie Piper starts vibrating Barry and he scream he's screaming in pain. And then the very next page, he's completely calm. He's like, Piper, it worked. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. I would have at least drawn uh, Barry, like, maybe on the ground and, like, smoke coming off of him because he's been vibrating so fast. And then uh-huh. he like, slowly gets up and he's like, I think you did it. And say, so, like, Piper, it worked. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. That was just, like, crazy. But the, the ending was really cool. Um, I don't know. I give this issue, like, a six. I, I thought it was pretty disappointing. If it weren't for that ending, it would be a five. Yeah, if it weren't for the ending, I feel like it would have been way lower, but I don't know. But the art Old Man was, Barry art appearing, great. great art as he appeared, and it's just like, he gives like a last warning. I imagine this happened in like 30 seconds, him giving a warning as he slowly cripples away and dies. Yeah. So it's like, who is Paradox? Who is Paradox? We yeah. don't fully know yet. We're, 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 I'm, they're basically setting it up for Flash 750, which is coming soon. But By the way, I heard that got delayed a week. Is that true? Yes, it is true. 
Right. Did we talk about that last week on the podcast? No, it was delayed like two days ago. So, oops. Oh, okay. It was delayed. <laughs> so, <laughs> last time video was delayed a week. I, I thought I read that somewhere. I don't know why it got week. delayed, but. A few issues running. got delayed. A few comics in general. Like basic comics. Yeah. Like, oh, Nightwing was delayed. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Justice Doom War finale, Justice League number 39, this is what we will be spending most of the majority of the podcast talking about, so welcome for those who just skipped ahead to the end of the Justice Doom War, along with a new timeline being born, which I did not expect. Um, Justice Doom War is a story about the Justice League versus the Legion of Doom, with a god kind of cop in the middle of it all. Um, name a superhero, they're likely in this, except for the ones that are dead, or amnesia E. Or something oh, like man. that. Uh, but basically, this is the finale. We thought the last one would be the finale, but the last one actually ended with Martian Manhunter coming back to life. He's been dead for about about nine months now, maybe. But like nobody really bought his death. Like when he died, I'm just like, okay, he'll be back. Yeah, and now he's back. Granted, he it wasn't like his body was destroyed. Well, it kind of was. It wasn't like he was. We saw his death. Like he was just absorbed into something. So now he's back. Um, I missed him. I think Scott Snyder does a great Martian Manhunter. Like, I, okay. I'm saying it right now. I think he does a fantastic Martian Manhunter. If the Martian Manhunter series was announced with Scott Snyder on board, I would read that. Like, okay. straight up. I think this Manhunter's fantastic. Do you agree, or do you think he's meh? Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't... Like, if you asked me to name, like, who's the best Martian Manhunter writer, I think <laughs> okay. I'd struggle to even come up with a writer, so... Fair enough. He doesn't I, I don't know what like, series often. Is, but yeah, no, I think, I think he writes a, a fair Martian Manhunter. I think moving forward with Justice League, I hope he stays as the leader. Because he's great at it. Martian Manhunter. Uh-huh. So, yeah, he returns, and he's able to do what he did uh, about a year ago, which is use it, talk to everybody in the universe through their minds. Or not the universe, on Earth, sorry. So he's able to speak to every single person on there, including League members, and he kind of gives them, like, encouragement, like, we got this. I know you all think that we fail. I know you all are under Luther's power right now, but believe in yourself, believe in the League, and lend your, lend your hope to us in a way. And so mm-hmm. he's doing that, so then when people think of Justice League, he's able to connect everyone's minds to the League members to know that the world's having hope to give them confidence or something. I don't really know. It's kind of confusing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's part of why I didn't like this issue. I, I just felt like it was like so much. J- like you had 10 issues to do this entire arc, but we spent like four issues like hanging out with the JSA. And now like everything had to be crammed into the last issue. Mm-hmm. I don't think the JSA is even in this issue. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, so he he's able to kind of get everyone to believe well, the majority of people to believe. It's kind of down to like majority rules. Uh, majority of people are believing justice instead of doom. Uh, Perpetua, the god, she's freaking out. She's trying to getting every of her kind of just one-off villains to attack uh, everyone in full charge. And Luther is even starting to give up. He says, I'm sorry. And then finally, uh, just as it's about to happen, a lot of people start to realize that, oh, wait, we don't believe. So the majority is majority of people in the world believe in Doom suddenly again because they realize how that Doom has a god on their side and justice doesn't. Except for Unless you count, like, Wonder Woman. But, um... Doom Signal appears in the sky again. Batman realizes that, oh, we've lost. And Perpetua goes into... Goes giant and... Basically blows up the world. (laughs) Yeah. She blows up Earth, it seems like. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so it's like, okay, now what? We're only, like, a few pages in. Flip the page, and you see... This is a perfect page. Of Martian Manhunter coming back to life. Yeah, that, that was really well drawn. Uh, yeah, you see the cell appear, and a, the screen cell, and a slowly grows bigger and bigger, and then forms the body of Martian Manhunter, wearing nothing but, like, a black spandex. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's on moon. He's on the moon. He doesn't know what to do. And then he turns around, and he sees Justice League all the same way. Well, kind of the Justice League. Superman, Jon Stewart, Batman, Hawk Girl, Wonder Woman... Uh, Aquaman and The Flash. They're all in these black suits, which I think looks really cool. None of them wear masks. It, it looks nice. But they don't know what to do uh, until they kind of... One, one thing that bothers me here real quick. Wonder Woman doesn't have... Like, she's just wearing the black suit, but on the next page, she has, like, her crown on, her tiara. And then the next oh, page, she doesn't get have it. So it's just an error from the artist. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a little bit of an error. So I was like, come on. <laughs> um, the quintessence appears 
which are, I guess, this universe's most powerful allies, in a way. Yeah, pretty much. It's the High Father, Hera, Shazam's Wizard, Spectre, Phantom Stranger, and Gethet. Gethet is the the original Watcher, or yeah, not Watcher. Uh, Guardian. Guardian. Yeah, Watcher's Marvel. My bad. Yeah, Guardian. when when you said Watcher, I was like, that sounded right, and then I was like, wait, that does not sound right. <laughs> mm, yeah, exactly. Um, he appears, and uh, one thing that they're basically okay. So their idea is we're going to restore the universe to how it's always should should have been by getting rid of reboots in a way. So now they create the store, and they said you did lose, but we've created a way so you could restart and retry. So it's kind of like Scott Pilgrim versus the World ending kind of style, where it's like oh you uh-huh. lost, but you could retry. Um, they're giving them another chance, but now they're saying when you go in this store. The world will be pretty much the same, but things will be different. There are things that you have forgotten that you will remember. So that basically means no more everything that New 52 erased will be canon. And they show this by showing, uh, they show 90s comics. They show Young Justice and Wonder Comics, which is very confusing right now. They show uh, Doomsday Clock and they show Year of the Villain. What do these all have in common? Confusing timelines. When did these all take place? 90s comics, some of them are canon, some aren't. Wonder Comics, why is, like, we don't really know when this is taking place, really. Um, Doomsday Clock supposedly takes place a year from now. And You're the Villain, that's the big thing. I believe Scott Snyder mentioned this in an interview recently, that You're the Villain kind of was confusing because they had the Doom Signal in the sky and they had Batman reacting to this Doom Signal in every comic he's ever appeared in. So. Yeah. It's like, when does this actually take place? Because he's reacting, like, shocked every time he sees a symbol in, like, four different locations. Yeah. So they're basically making everything... Every book will now be connected now. If a book exists, and it's supposedly canon, it will now be officially canon. So you enter the store, and then it's going to be, like, a new timeline, in a way. Yeah. So it makes sense, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I just thought there was just too much going on in this issue. Yeah, it's a bit confusing. Uh, Because then then it ends with, like, the next Justice League setup, essentially, for uh, Venditti's run. Yeah, sure's everyone going towards the door. But I don't know. Like, like, so this goes into our next segment where we wanted to do, like, what if we wrote the Justice Do More? I, I just felt like... You were setting up such a bit. Like I thought, the setup for it was great. I thought like you really built up Perpetua as this big threat, and then it's kind of just like you copped out on defeating Perpetua, which you know I'm kind of okay with. I don't. I, I like the idea of them teaming up with the Monitor and the Anti Monitor and all that. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I wish they would have mm-hmm. stayed with that instead of one of them betraying them. Or even if one of them betrayed them, that's still how you would have defeated them. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I would. I would have done more along the lines of that. Like. It just felt like it was like way too convoluted. So the JSA, I would have cut them completely from the Justice Do More. Like they really did not belong in there at all. And especially, it made the Doomsday Clock reveal so much less special. I would even cut out having teams from the multiverse. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. That would keep the scene where Perpetua d- destroys an Earth. Yeah, yeah, to show her power. But I, I think it would have been cool if it was just every hero on our Earth teaming up. Yeah, for a big page, you know, as opposed to, you know, all these multiverse and time travel. Like, the, the whole time travel plot is kind of interesting, but not to the point of, like, we have to include the JSA. It was like, interesting uh, when it started, when it was the idea, where it's like, yeah, okay, the Flash and Green Lantern will go to the past, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman to the future, we all come back here. That yeah, was, that unfortunately, was a cool the execution idea. of it was not the best. Yeah, like, that was cool. I mean, those two portals open up, and they all went, and it's like, see, they pulled a, see you in a minute, but no one died. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just like, it just wasn't executed that well. I thought the past stuff was good, but it didn't need to happen at all. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of just, meh. It was kind of just, I, I kind of wish they didn't have that. It, it didn't need to be 10 issues. Like, at all. I like the ending where they didn't defeat Perpetua, saying, oh, this is a god, she could just destroy the world like she did to Earth-19, and she did. But then the the universe's watchers kind of reset that and said, you have another chance. I, I didn't mind that. I don't know, to me that just feels like a cop-out. It is a cop-out. Because it's much. like, what what stops Perpetua from doing this again and again and again and again? 
Well, that's what they said. Like, you defeat her, she'll only come back. I, I don't know. It's just, it seemed weird to me. So, one thing that bothered me, because these watchers are here, and they're just like, uh, we're going to make it so that everything is canon. That's basically what they're saying, right? The wizard Shazam I, has a different design than he did in his yeah. current run. So, yeah. It's like, come on. I don't, to me, it just seems like a lack of continuity all around. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, it's, it seems like Scott Snyder and Jeff Johns are undermining each other at every turn. Like, If Martian the... Manhunter had to die, I would still have him return the way he did. Maybe a bit earlier, though. Maybe have it... Okay, we have a beginning, a middle, the end. Beginning, just as do more is happening, we have to get ready. Middle, Martian Manhunter returns. And then during the middle, they all meet back at the Hall of Justice. Maybe they make a way to bring the Watchtower back and have it like Young Justice, the show. Where you, you have uh-huh. all addresses and you could go to the watchtower. And they go there as like a safe house. And Martian Manhunter helps create a plan with other of the universe's smartest characters. Put Detective Chimp in there. Mm-hmm. Put Batman helping out. Put like, you know that one scene from one of the filler issues where they're in the Hall of Justice and they have all the smart characters in the room together. Have that again. But have Martian Manhunter there too and uh-huh. Batman. And have them make a plan to stop Perpetua. That would have been interesting. Ted Core could be in there. And yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, how would you it, I'd still want the full on war. I kinda like the idea of every hero together. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's cool, but I don't know. Yeah, I would have just done more teams. Like the multiverse again felt like a bit of a cop out. Yeah. It would it would have been cool if each other is being destroyed one by one, but I don't know. I, I felt like it ended up leading to more messes than it did actual cool story. Because we ended up seeing like yeah. crime syndicate, did we not? Yeah, exactly. That, that was dumb. <laughs> Seeing the crime yeah. syndicate. But, like, even then, it's like, oh, the JSA are back. They're going to be in this. And at first, they were back. They had lines and everything. And then when they were on the regular Earth, they said pretty much nothing. Yeah. They had no nothing to say about the new world, the future. They were just in the background here and there. And you're like, oh, hey, there's Alan Scott. There's Wildcat. There's Stargirl. And, and that was it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of... It felt like a chore to read at times instead of like, oh, I can't wait for this Justice League issue, which I felt a few times. But sometimes I'm just like, I can't wait to see how it ends. To me, the entire Justice League War was a chore, and it was just like, there's so much dialogue on all these. Like, I don't know. And that's what happens when it's just 10 issues. I I, I just feel like the story ideas weren't terrible, but it was more of the execution that wasn't good. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, this doesn't mean like I think Scott Snyder's a terrible writer. I love Scott Snyder, but I just thought this was one of his weaker stories. And yeah. cause before this, I thought the only weak justice league story was really the Hawk girl arc. Other than that, I thought every arc was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed every arc, but again, like justice do more is kind of at the bottom. When I, when I look at every justice league arc, justice do more is probably my second least favorite. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, only to the Hawk world arc. Yeah. My favorite is the fifth dimension. Yeah. The fifth dimension was awesome. So yeah. I wish we had, Instead, oh, instead of the past and the future characters coming in, have the fifth dimension Justice League somehow come back. That would be cool. And then you get like a, a side by side look of like future fifth dimension Superman and our Superman like punching the character at the same time, uh-huh. or something like that, doing like the Man of Steel punch, but together. Or yeah. you have like a Dick Grayson Batman and regular Batman kind of like side by like back to back fighting people and maybe. Uh, Dick making a comment of like how Batman still got it or something like that. How Bruce still yeah. got it. Have um, get rid of Shane. <laughs> okay, straight up. Yes, get please, rid please of, get rid of Shane. <laughs> get rid of Hawk Girl and Martian Manhunter's future child, but keep future Hawk Girl and future Manhunter. Maybe have them a couple still, but don't have the regular ones a couple. I didn't mind the future versions of them being together. I just didn't like how that convinced the regular versions to be together. Yeah. Have a bit more, uh, have maybe at the end of it, end of the war, they beat Perpetua, and then they all have a moment to talk together. And you have um, White Lantern John Stewart talk to Green Lantern John Stewart about how to become a White Lantern, and maybe regular John Stewart is interested in that, and maybe they yeah, meditate together. Yeah, that could together. have been a big setup for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. agree. Make it more interesting. I have uh, yeah. Fifth Dimension Barry Allen talk about why he has like Wally inside of him. Yeah, yeah, I'm dying for an explanation. Like, I just want to know. They could have yeah. explained it one page, not even a panel. Yeah, have, like, maybe by the end of the war, 
they have a real breather time and Barry's like, okay, what, why do you have like other flashes vibrating within you? And you're like, yeah. well, let me tell you kind of thing that I mean, fifth dimension was this most interesting arc and we didn't hear much of it. So yeah, it was three issues, which I guess four issues might be, you have a lot more filler, but I wouldn't mind filler with these characters. These are interesting characters. Yeah. Why is John Stewart a White Lantern? Why does Barry have these people like in vibrating inside of him? So it's, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, that's the Justice Doom arc. Yeah. What do you so. rate the issue and what do you rate the arc in general? I mean, this arc, this issue was like a, I don't know, maybe five. I didn't care for it. Okay. The, okay. Yeah, I didn't care for it. The story all around, I mean, honestly, I got to be around the same way. Four or five. I thought this was just such a disappointing arc. And it's even more disappointing because it was built up so well. And I was I definitely had high expectations based on the previous arcs. It Try cramming everything into one. They were trying to talk ten issues, everything. Ten issues is too long for an arc, by the way. I I rarely find ten issues fits an arc where it doesn't feel like I'm getting filler. Unless it's like a maxi series. The, the exception is probably Doomsday Clock. I mean, uh, 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 the end of the New 52, Just League. Uh, oh, Dark Side War? Dark Side War was 10 issues, right? Yeah, but that felt like a finale to yeah. everything. Like, I, I wanted this one to feel more Dark Side War-ish. Mm-hmm. Where there's stakes, much there more like Yeah, stakes, and there's much more, like, cinematic feel to it, I guess. Yeah, and even Dark Side War... They deciding that do more than do is by having a breather. They yeah. like huge fight and everything, but halfway through the league stops and they go to a place to rest and they talk. Yeah. They make a plan with the crime syndicate. And they're like, do we trust these guys? We have to, if we want to win uh, at the time, it wasn't just the justice league, like taking a break. Superman and the flash were not very trustworthy in this. Cause they were God of death and God of damn. What was Superman's God of again? I can't remember, wow. but they were both like evil Hunter gods. Slipping on his own story. Damn, I read the story like every year. I can't remember his god, but yeah, <laughs> Superman and Flash were both like super edgy at the time, and like yeah. Superman could hold Kryptonite no problem. Flash only talked about how when everyone was gonna die, and it was like we don't really trust these guys, and we don't trust the crime syndicate, but we have to work together. And Wonder Woman was the one person who's like, we need to trust each other. Yeah. So and and Green Lantern too. They were the two people that were like still sane. So, yeah, and this though, we got like everyone was saying, but no one decided to take a break, and we need that break uh, sometimes. So, yeah, agreed. That's where it suffers a little bit. I rate the final issue like a I didn't mind the ending, I'm the only one who didn't mind the ending, it seems, but I give it like a seven because I like the ending. I, I didn't like it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. The arc itself, though, yeah, like a five. I don't know, yeah. I don't see myself rereading this anytime soon. Maybe it reads better nah. altogether, but. Maybe, um, but I don't know. But I'd have to like reread like the entire Snyder run because he references a lot of early arcs too in this issue. Yeah, what are some key moments that you liked from this arc? Anything? <laughs> um, uh, I like Manhunter coming back. I thought that was well done. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess it was well done. Like the, some of the pages of him coming back were good. Um, I'm trying to think of like stuff that happened early on that I'm like, okay, this might be good setup. But I, I'm honestly struggling to think of anything. That's fair. I wish um, Cyborg was part of it. He was part of like the first little bit of Justice League. I understand that he's an yeah, Odyssey Yeah, I guess now. Odyssey. Yeah. I understand that he can't use them. But I think it would have been cool if he was a part of it and maybe he could like hack into Luther. Yeah. Because Luther's kind of robotic in a way. So uh-huh. I thought that would have been cool. And even at the end when everyone in the black suits, uh, I think it would have been cool to see Cyborg with them all. Yeah. And have like some so now- of his mechanical parts. So now, are we going to get an explanation of what happened to Lex? Like, or is that going to be done in action? I think that is going to be done in action. I don't okay, think it's going to I thought I saw a cover with with him and Leviathan or something like that, where he's still, like, this Lex, but... Or maybe Hell's Horizon. Oh, maybe. Because he plays a big role in that. Yeah. So, I don't really know. Well, Hell's Horizon takes place before the end of Justice Doom War, so I don't know for sure. Yeah, this is very confusing. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was all right. Yeah, let's just do more. It's, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking forward I, to I, the I, next run. Disappointing. Yeah, I, I hope Venditti does good work uh, for however long they're going to put him on Just League. But yeah. And uh, that's pretty much the show. Yeah. So, uh, uh, 
Thanks for listening. If you're, yeah, if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five-star review because it does help with the rankings. And mm-hmm. if you're listening anywhere else, we appreciate a subscribe or follow. Yep. Um, this has been Hero Story. This is my last Hero Story for about three episodes. I am traveling away, far away to Australia for the next three weeks. So I unfortunately won't be here for the Birds of Prey review, but I will try to see it. And then I could maybe give a little recap and send like a little voice recap and send it to JD to play. Uh, yes. JD is going to try to continue the show. Maybe not every week, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's only, it's only, it's only about three weeks that Hunter's gone. Three episodes. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So next week um, I, I talked to uh, some of you might follow him, comic savior, uh, Caleb about recording. So uh, he might be co-hosting. It looks like he wants to. So uh, we should get that going and yeah, I'll try to make it through three weeks alone without hiding my tears. <laughs> oh no. <I> miss you. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you can even try to get other guests, too. If you get a writer, please wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I would, of course, I would wait for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm like going to interview, interview Chip Zarsky while you're not here. Yeah, maybe get, like, you, like World of Flash, World of Mura, someone yeah. else. Like, you, yeah. I understand doing to... a podcast alone is difficult. So Yeah, it would be a little weird. What happens when I forget stuff? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I were doing it alone, I wouldn't, if the, like, beginning will be 20 minutes of me trying to remember what the episode title is or what the episode number is so i'd be up you know google it and everything and yes yeah. <laughs> today was the first time i got it right so i don't know good luck with that uh i'll, I'll be listening when i'm overseas in australia just visiting yeah yeah well we wish hunter a safe flight over and a thank safe you thank you and safe travels and all that but uh yeah, yeah for, for hero story i'm jd and i'm hunter and thanks for being a hero And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye.